the Click and Go Travel Podcast, fueling your wanderlust with far-flung, off-the-beaten-track destinations to just across the water and everything in between. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Click and Go Travel Podcast. This week, we're chatting to one of our customers who's recently traveled with us, Katrina Connor. Hi, Katrina. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Katrina's booking experience was unique in that she was traveling with her son with additional needs. So this week we're going to be covering more about traveling with additional needs and kind of stepping away from our normal destination tips and um, things to do with this special guest. Yeah, so um, I'm Paul, obviously, and uh, I have known of Katrina and got to meet Katrina this year. She's she's. Uh, close friends with my partner, so uh, I have to declare my interest. We 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 <laughs> knew of each other by name, um, so I knew the name, and I knew that Katrina had worked in Beaumont and 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 had all of this sort of stuff. Um, but Katrina contacted us this year, early this year, inquiring about a holiday. So what we want to do today is chat about, you know, forget the destination piece, forget the the product piece, understand from a customer's point of view the challenges that customers face when traveling with a family member who has additional needs. We're going to be really honest about Rory and Katrina is very happy to chat about Rory and I all am. of all of what's going on for Rory and her family. But the real benefits I want to get across from this podcast are, you know, that it is possible for families with people in the family with additional needs to get a great holiday experience. And I also want it to be from a travel agent's point of view, a really good learning opportunity for us to understand the need for us to dig deep with the questions, ask sometimes the intrusive, invasive questions in order that we can understand the issues that are affecting our customers and then put things together. We can't fix everything, but if we are open and ask the right questions, I think we can create something quite memorable. So we're pretty much just going to chat and Katrina's going to tell us, you know, how the holiday came about, where the ideas came from and the process. And we're going to get some really good, I think, you know, learning opportunities for us who don't operate in the world of additional needs and need to operate in the world of additional needs. And I also want to just say to people, if we say the wrong thing or if we use the wrong word, apologies in advance is not our intention. We genuinely are just trying to get under the bonnet with this topic this morning. So over to you. Tell us about how the holiday came about. How did you and Paddy decide, OK, we're going? And tell us a bit about Rory, too. Sure. OK, uh, thanks, Paul. And thanks, Jill. Thanks for having me here today. So um, Paddy and I have two children. We have Rory, who is 12, and Cloda, who is 10. And as my mother, the Lord Mercener, used to say, we were late out of the blocks. <laughs> so we had done a lot of our travelling before we actually got married. Um, and then Rory came along and it became quite apparent in a short space of time about when he was about two and a half to three that, you know, Houston, we have a problem here. He was um, had uh, no speech. Um, he had um, lots of sensory issues. He didn't seem to understand what we were saying. He'd now in retrospect, when I look back, he had glaringly obvious signs of autism. Uh, but like everybody, you kind of stick your head in the sand and you say, oh, he's a boy and he's slow to speak and he'll come around in his own time. Anyway, that was nigh on 10 years ago when mm. we started down the diagnosis route. Um, and Rory is now uh, has been diagnosed with autism, um, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, or as those of us would know, ADHD. Um, he has an intellectual disability. Um, he is nonverbal and he has very complex behavioural issues. So when people talk to you about autism, they talk about a spectrum. Yes. So some people would say, ah, oh, sure, autism, it's, you know, every second child now is getting a diagnosis of autism. Mm. And yes, that is quite true. A lot more children are now being diagnosed, but autism is most definitely a spectrum. You can have a child who has um, issues with anxiety, with sensory processing issues, um, you know, an intolerance, a simple example would be like an intolerance of being able to walk down the frozen aisle in Tesco okay. because one, the temperature is too cold for them, two, the lights are too bright or three, they can audibly hear a humming of the freezers that you or I can't. Um, but that child can manage maybe to go to mainstream school, can get on a bus, can do public transport, yeah. can shop. 
whereas for our son, he would be the further end of the spectrum. Okay. Um, some people use an expression high functioning and low functioning. They're, they're, they're difficult phrases to try and discuss because, um, as somebody described to me quite recently, if I don't have my coffee in the morning, I'm very low functioning. <laughs> so for Rory, he can be very high functioning at, 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 at certain times of the day in certain um, situations, uh, but he is nonverbal and he has an intellectual disability and he has uh, all these complex behavioural issues. So it was a huge, huge thing um, for us to undertake the task of trying to go away on a family holiday. Okay. How did we come about deciding to go on a holiday? Um, both the children made their Holy Communion last year. And rather than having a big party, which a lot of Irish families seem to do, um, we decided that we wanted to make it a memorable occasion for the children. And we decided we would try and uh, take them away just for two nights and I got this daft notion that we would go to Disneyland Paris because my daughter is now 10 but was 9 at the time and we said we have a small window of opportunity where she will appreciate the Disneyland mm. piece and that was a DIY holiday I booked that myself I you know did all the research and it was an enormous amount of work and planning I was a complete ball of stress I arrived at the at, at Charles de Gaulle, I will never forget it, and this lovely woman in the car park, uh, we had a valet coming to pick us up to bring us to our hotel. And I heard this a woman calling me, Madame, 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 behind. And of course, I thought I was too young to be called Madame. But anyway, <laughs> we, um, I went, turned to her and she was looking at me and I thought I had dropped something. And she came over and she said to me, um, I had, hadn't even noticed her, but she and her husband had been travelling on the Aer Lingus flight with us and he was in a wheelchair. So he got priority boarding as well. And she just turned to me very kindly and said, you're wonderful with your son. And I burst out crying in the car park. Wow. But I think it demonstrated the level of stress and anxiety that there is around travelling on holidays. Yeah. However, we did Disneyland Paris. We did the two days. It wasn't the best fit for Rory. Um, he tolerated the first day, didn't really tolerate the second day. But we came home and Paddy and I got into the kitchen at home in Clontarf. And <laughs> we put on the kettle and we made toast because we hadn't eaten properly for the two days either. <laughs> and we're not the most demonstrative couple in the world, but we both hugged each other and gave a big sigh of relief and said, we did it. Wow, well done. Well done. So we turned around and we said, would you do it again? And um, not obviously that night, but a couple of nights later, we had the conversation and I said, I would, but I would like to try a sun holiday where it's warm, where there's the beach, where there's the pool, where there's simple food. Um, because definitely Rory has a lot of issues around eating okay. um, and, his, and his dietary needs as well. And that's really how it started. So it, it came from our first experience with traveling uh, and then it was trying to get the right fit for a holiday for yeah. us. And we had started with maybe we'll do five days, maybe we'll do seven. So y you have to have that conversation piece, first of all. Yeah. Um, and that's really how we came about deciding to try and book a holiday. Yeah. And then I think I got a text or you texted Brian and he, mm. he mentioned it to me and then we picked up. So we had a we had a conversation and um, like I'm quite like I'm so passionate about travel in general. I hate exclusion. Mm. You know, I really. So for me, this was a real opportunity to, to do something for somebody who Brian had great regard for. <laughs> so therefore it was easy. Like the, the fact that we knew each other made it just that little bit easier to, to ask the questions. But then I was kind of putting my travel agent hat on sure. and saying, right, I, this has to work. You know, like mm. probably a job to do here. So we had a, we had one or two conversations on the phone mm -hmm. and for me, what was critical was understanding the full range of, OK, so there's mum and dad and there's a son and daughter. The son has additional needs and they are, as you outlined already, quite severe. Mm. So it's very challenging to travel with somebody who has that level of severity yep. of additional needs. But you have parents who need a holiday mm -hmm. and you have other children in the family who have a right to a holiday. Absolutely. And then you have the family unit who want to have the same wonderful experiences that other families have when they get away. Mm -hmm. So for me, you know, like uh, at times in terms of the business head, the alarm bells go off because I would have the risk person in the office going, 
don't touch, don't mm-hmm. touch. This is too complex. We can't, we can't provide the level of care, the level of support or whatever. and understanding. Sure. We don't know enough about it. So you'd have the risk alarm bells going off. You have the insurance alarm bells going <laughs> off because Ireland is not the friendliest place when it comes to insurance. And then you also, from a legal point of view, you have the legal people saying, oh no. So you, you actually, as an industry, we have, you know, restrictions, external restrictions, not imposed on us, but kind of ringing bells or, you know, pushing red buttons from a risk point of view, from an insurance point of view and from a legal point of view. But I think if we approach it, knowing that they're in the background and we create the right environment to get the answers to those questions that we really need to get in order to match the holiday, we can do this. Mm -hmm. And I think you're proof that we can do this. And, you know, I think we did it because you were okay with the questions. Um, I was really anxious about the questions because I thought I was being, I was, I was, I, I was in, intentionally having to be quite intrusive, mm-hmm. you know. And in a lot of cases, it was easy, a little easier because I knew you, but I didn't know you properly. Sure. And I'm just thinking of a travel agent with a customer walking in off the street where they don't know, mm-hmm. you know, that is for the for the most part what's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. So what what I want to do is explore a little bit about how do we do the questioning piece? How do we so you as a family have decided what you're going to do? You pick up the phone to the travel agent and we start having the, the conversations, yeah. Yeah. you know, and I literally had to ask you exactly what Rory's needs were mm-hmm. in terms of what you have outlined. And then between the two of us, we had to figure out you know, what, what are the options here? What 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 is going to work? So let's let's go through that piece a little mm-hmm. bit in terms of understanding. So for you, how how was how how did it feel for somebody to be questioning you about your son? Um, well, I suppose um, living in the world of mm. additional needs um, and any parent will testament to that you spend your time having very in-depth conversations with <clears throat> predominantly other healthcare professionals yeah. um, about your child. Um, and if I had a penny for every time I was asked, so what time, What? when did he start walking? You know, when did he make his first sound? So people ask you these questions from a very, very early stage. So just to... to reassure you and reassure any other travel agent out there it is highly unlikely that you will ask a wrong question because we are used to being questioned Um, you know I I was in the pharmacy only last week on on Saturday and uh, picking up medication for Rory and I was being questioned about the amount of medication that was being given and why I was coming to collect it again and you know you don't take offence because you understand people have a job to do Mm. um, and equally they are trying to um, protect you and protect the individual so as a travel agent you equally have a job to do and you want to protect us as your customer and as the vulnerable individual who's traveling Mm. with you. So there really isn't a wrong question that you can ask, Paul. And in fact, I think it is naive of any parent or guardian who's trying to book a holiday for their um, Mm. uh, family member with additional needs to take offense at anything that is asked because we have so much experience at being asked very personal questions um, that um, it's kind of second nature to us. Um, And I'm not trying to diminish um, the significance and how challenging it is for somebody who is only been used to dealing with what they call neurotypical people as individuals that don't have additional needs. Um, It is kind of awkward to have to ask, so can your child speak or, you know, is he incontinent? Will he have to wear nappies on a flight? You know, all of these kind of things um, uh, may come up in conversation, Mm. but it's okay. It's all right to ask that. And I think, as you said in your opening piece as well, Paul, you know, if you're honest with people at the very outset and life has taught me it's all about how you approach people and how you speak to them, Um, whether it was in my professional life or in my personal life. I think if you're upfront and honest with somebody at the outset, Mm. um, it it benefits you in the long run, because if you say, look, I'm really sorry, I have a little boy with with additional needs. He is not going to be able to cue. Can somebody please help me? Yeah. Yeah. 
they will. Yeah. You know, um, my, my husband was out walking. Paddy was out walking with Rory the other evening and we've got one of these little pop up ice cream places on, on the Clontarf Road. And uh, as he said, there was three or four heads in the queue in front of him, you know, uh, and Rory was getting excited because he knew he was going to get an ice cream. He was queuing up and he has an electronic device and he kept hitting the button and it kept saying ice cream, ice cream. And then it was he'd go into the pictures and go, dad, dad, ice yeah. cream, ice cream. And the three young fellas in front that were like all in their black hoodies and on their black electric bikes, you know, that you probably yeah. in another life would be running away from said, uh, excuse me, mister. Uh, do you want to go ahead of us in the queue? Sure, so like there is awareness out there yeah. and there is understanding among some people. So I, I don't think there's really a wrong, okay. a wrong th- question yeah. to ask. I think it's really good to know because today we're dealing with the more kind of neuro intellectual side. Yeah. But we could also have physical challenges Absolutely. and physical issues yeah. which are equally challenging from a travel industry point of view yeah. in terms of access mm. through the airport sure. uh, to the destination and in the hotel. hotel. And yeah. one of the key things that, you know, we we do our best, you know, as an industry, I think we do our best generally, whether no matter who the customer is to match their needs, because like we all have needs in terms of this is what I want and this is what I don't want. And we're quite good at verbalizing them. Mm-hmm. So I'm really pleased to hear you saying, please ask those questions when there's additional needs. Mm. In terms of in terms of the the requirement, it's all about, you know, just being comfortable and saying what we what we need Mm -hmm. to do. Then we can go and match the holiday because it's it's doing what we do as a profession with some added questions and being being very clear with the customer and being very clear yourself. Well, we can't we can't fix or change the aircraft. We can't change the access to the aircraft, the route through the airport, the route to the destination or the property. So we can't work miracles. And I think that's sometimes where the risk insurance and the legal people need to kind of just accept what we're doing when we're trying to provide holidays to a broader market, that we will do it in the best possible way that we can. So we can't structure a property specifically for Rory. But what we can do is eliminate what won't work. And I think that was the process that we started with. It was kind of eliminating. Okay, and sometimes I find that useful for any holiday question yeah. that I'm dealing yeah. with, whether it's the travel clinic or whether it's friends, I'll try and figure out. And it might be a useful approach for us in terms of what won't work. Mm-hmm. And I think I think we kind of looked at that in terms of well, what we won't work, because I was thinking if the behavior is challenging, I was concerned that other people mm-hmm. around might object to Rory or, yeah. you know, that would be uncomfortable for you and for the yeah. rest of the family in a hotel environment or in a restaurant environment as to what it would be. And we suggested a villain. You're like, no, that's not going to work because that's too remote mm-hmm. in terms of Cloda, Paddy yeah. and me. We want a bit of socialization. Yeah. Mm. We want to use the facilities. So there is th- like there's real balance. There's a balance in understanding it's the entire family unit or the couple that, yes. that need this holiday yeah. subject to the needs that mm-hmm. we, we, we need to underpin and subject to an understanding. And it needs to be a joint understanding, both mm-hmm. from the customer and from the agent, that we can't work miracles. But we can narrow the selection to the point that we are providing the most suitable type of holiday for, for your needs. So it's it's the full kind of communication piece. Mm-hmm. Like you talk it's about key, the verbal though. diarrhea piece. Yeah. But it did it did allow us. Yeah, it took a little bit longer, but it did allow us mm. kind of fine tune yeah. it. Yeah. Which I think was good because we yeah. did eliminate things around duration of flight. Yes. Times, times of, flight. of flights. Yeah. Transfer times. Mm-hmm. Um property size you know so we were able to kind of go let's keep the flight duration reasonably short let's keep the timing of the outbound and the inbound flight reasonable enough yeah in kind of normal normal living routine yeah so you know the early 6 30 is a a 4 a.m check-in is it not a runner you know like and the same on the return and even the checkout of the property making sure that there isn't too much time between checking out of the property and getting on the aircraft the transfer, I think we managed, even though, you know, you did a reasonably long transfer. Like we, we ended up with a holiday in, in Alcudia, in Mallorca. Mm-hmm. So a shortish flight, two, two and a half yeah. hours. Yeah, very um, manageable. Yeah. About a 45 minute, one hour transfer. But the property was kind of the, the driver because it was a low rise property, yes. the C club resort. And it was only two floors. And then we were able to talk to the agent and say, we specifically need like a ground the floor. ground floor. Yeah. yeah. You know, so we were we were able to narrow it. But talk us through Maybe talk us through the kind of how the holiday went, how the, you know, 
from the check-in piece to the end. Mm-hmm. And then we'll come back because you have some great assets and, and, and material. My props. Your props <laughs> in terms of the communication piece with Rory. But yeah. let's, let's do the holiday piece first. The holiday, it, it was so exciting. I mean, it was so exciting. Um, And I suppose the one thing a lot of my uh, friends would have said to me was, um, and and did you organise all of this yourself, Katrina? Yeah. Because they know what a fuss pot I am. And I said, well, actually, no, I didn't. And they went, they were kind of a little bit stunned because they knew the control freak in me. And I said, well, my experience of Paris just really made me feel I was exhausted when I came home from Paris. Now, Paris Disneyland is exhausting for anybody because it's nonstop. Okay, but it was the emotional exhaustion that Mm. really, you know, I I felt after. And you felt such a sense of responsibility and that ownership. And, you know, not alone are you managing um, your children's expectations of the holiday. You're managing your own expectations. And I was managing Paddy's expectations, too. Um, In that, you know, maybe it's my own personal flawed uh, personality, but if it wasn't, it had to work. And if it didn't work, I would have felt responsible for having blown this amount of money on a holiday that was a disaster. So I suppose at the outset, I said, I'm not going to try and organise this myself. I'm going to seek advice. I'm going to look for help. And even the amount of time you have to spend researching, Mm. looking up, checking flights. And when you have the know-how, you know, these things are second nature to you. But when you're like me uh, at 10 o'clock at night, turning on the laptop to start researching, and, you know, by half ten, you nearly have to check for a pulse to see are you still alive yeah. because you're losing the will to live. Yeah. So that was a huge thing for me was try and offload the responsibility um, uh, to somebody else to do the research for me, which is why I, I approached, obviously, yourselves. Yeah. Um, and initially, I also wanted to know um, or really felt that when you contact a travel agent, nine times out of 10 or probably 10 times out of 10, there are going to be agents working in the business that have visited the resort that yeah. you're thinking of going to. So they have on the ground experience. They have visited these places. They're mm. familiar with the resort. So, you know, all of these things are hugely reassuring for um, a parent like me when you're trying to book a holiday. Yeah. So um, it, it just went so so seamlessly well it was super you know as you quite rightly said we had that conversation beforehand Mm. so I had said to you we're thinking of Mallorca Paddy went there in his 20s I'm not sure if it's quite the same 30 (laughs) years later shouldn't really be disclosing that we're all in our 50s but anyway um, you know he would have gone around with 10 of his mates on a moped around Mallorca you know we're really not going to kind of do that and I remember saying to you when I met you you know we're not party animals we're not going to be out all night so we're looking for somewhere that is a family resort Mm. um, that is a short flight uh, relatively short flight, uh, but that it uh, could still give us the warmth of a sun holiday mm. with beach, with pool. And we clearly identified that Rory was a huge risk of a flight risk of running away. Um, he has a tendency to throw electronic devices all over the place and smash them. Mm. So I didn't want us to be on a first floor, let alone a 10th floor of an apartment block yeah. where not alone devices, but also jeepers like you know could he potentially climb over our yeah. railings on us yeah. as well and they're really really real live um, issues that we have with children with additional needs safety is a huge huge concern mm. um, and <clears throat> so you know once we had uh, booked the holiday uh, you had whittled it down to two resorts for us to look at mm. um, you had whittled down the uh, choice of apartments to three in each of the resorts you came back to me and said look Katrina will you think of flying on a Sunday instead of a Saturday mm. um, it's going out with Ryanair but the times are better so I mean you have no idea the amount of stress that took off my shoulders mm. Mm. because even though ultimately the final decision was left to myself and Paddy, yeah. you kind of had made the best choices for us. So you had whittled yeah. it down to the best potential match for what our needs were. Yeah. And that was why it was hugely beneficial not to try and do it myself. Yeah. And it's like it's really refreshing for me in the industry to think that this is what we do. Mm-hmm. This is what we do day in, day out across the travel agents in mm. Ireland in terms of solving the needs for mm. people. It's just great to hear somebody say it 
because we know what we're talking about. We know the flights, yeah. we know the routes, we know the destinations, we know the transfers. And, and you know, it's nothing to say that the consumer can't do all of this themselves. They can. Yeah. But I really think it's you've, arduous, you've explained though, it. It's, yeah. it's, it's the additional responsibility. Like you still have to do the mum to Rory, the and wife Cloda. to Paddy, yeah. the mum to Cloda. Yeah. And you have your own kind of holiday needs mm. too in terms of I want to mm. enjoy this. So why would you, why bring on the added pressure? Yeah. You know, hand it over to somebody else because that's what we do and as an industry. Them. And trust yeah. them. And, you know. and, you know, it it helped them because it wasn't me making the final choice. It was mm. me saying, I suggest yes. these couple of resorts and these couple of properties. Mm. And you were able to go, yeah, this is what we need. And also, by the way, we absolutely really need that ground floor. Mm-hmm. So and that can be challenging because sometimes the special requests you can't always guarantee. guarantee. Sure. And you need to kind of balance the expectations and manage the expectations that, you know, again, it's going back to the working miracles. We can't we can't change the building, but we can make sure that they know and we can get the request in early we can do the request again the week before travel mm-hmm. and I would always be saying to customers where we have special requests also say to them at check-in and just make sure that they, yeah, yeah. they know yeah. so we got to we got to that point so tell us then so we've the holiday chosen we've the holiday booked we've everything in place you get to the airport we got to the airport so what what I would advise any family and I, I'm sure everybody in the travel industry knows that actually Dublin Airport to be fair are absolutely superb at managing people with additional needs if you go onto their website the Dublin Airport Authority you can apply for a specific lanyard that your child can wear or a wristband if your child won't wear it I wore it for Rory yeah. because he had no intention of putting it around his <laughs> neck. Um, and, you know, you, you can't sweat the small stuff. You just got to go with whatever works. Again, you have to remember you're on holidays. You're no different than anybody else. Yeah. Take the stress out of it. Um, so I had applied for the important flyer lanyard. So that really gives you um, a kind of priority when you're queuing or checking in. But what I would say to a lot of people is to use the other service of OCS um, in the airport as well. Because again, a lot of people think that's people with physical disabilities that need a wheelchair to move from A to B. It's super. It's absolutely superb. So we had um, a staff member meet us in the arrivals hall. When we arrived, you go to the OCS desk. They they have a staff member in a high-vis jacket who was such a good person such a kind compassionate person um, uh, Rory didn't want to have anything to do with him at all he was kind of you know let's I'm get fine. going I'm I'm out of here kind of you know but he actually made Clodagh the priority he said oh well now here if you're going on holidays you know over here you come you can help me to do the check in he brought her over he got us so the priority they, board is it like a chaperone service it was almost like a personal chaperone to bring you around it was Amazing. super we, he checked in he checked our bags in for us he said do nothing I am going to look after everything in fact his line was never fear Frankie's here and this so, is available no matter what airline absolutely you're this is a, a like an yeah. airport facility this is the airport facility and uh, what I didn't know at the time was that I could have booked something similar um, in, in Palma, in Palma um, but I can I can tell you about that after when, when we come yeah. to the leaving the airport um, I could have booked it in Palma but didn't know it at the time and I didn't know uh, mm. however again that's a learning piece yeah. that I will know for again um, I say that no for again which yeah. is you know it's amazing to think that I would consider going on a holiday again but anyway we got to the airport uh, Frank had brought us around and the benefit of it is, you know, the lanyard is super yeah. and it does identify for staff members and, the, you know, yeah, yeah, come on this way, you know, okay. and they will, they will guide you this way as well. But the fact that we had the staff member from OCS with us, we got priority through queues, through security, um, you know, in through the duty free. So we travelled with Ryanair. Hmm. In terminal, out of terminal one. And as we know, there's a significant walk to most of your boarding yeah. gates. Um, and Rory, thankfully, loves walking and he was super at the walking, but it's at his own pace. Mm. And he was kind of ambling along and I was saying, oh, my God, will you move it, son? We have to get down here. I don't mm. want the boarding gate to be closed. Mm. And we rounded the corner and Frank had organised a little golf buggy. Mm. So on the four of us got, we were like Donald Trump going round Doonbeg in oh, this lovely. golf buggy. Rory was wildly excited. Cloda was out the back, letting me down dramatically by shouting, see you later, losers, <laughs> as we were bombing past everybody walking along. I love it. But I again, love it. it was another, like, it was just, uh, the only way I can describe it is 
they went that extra mile yeah. for us. Yeah. They made us feel like yeah. VIPs. They made us feel like the Trumps and Doonbeg. Yeah. You know, we pulled up at the boarding gate. He let Rory sit in the golf buggy because your man loved it. You know, he was kind yeah. of looking around, you know. Um, and he let him sit there until we were ready to board. He went up. He did all the negotiation with the boarding gate people, Brilliant. with the staff, you know. We were brought down um, to the to the to the uh, the aircraft um, or to the to the tarmac. Um, he walked out with us to the tarmac. He walked us right up to the back of the plane uh, because you had booked our seats for us, Paul. Yeah. And, and that was another thing that we had discussed as well. Um, Rory uh, has a lot of sensory seeking behaviour, so he yeah. does a lot of slapping and banging, yeah. pulling of hair. And um, I had I flagged it with you. If we're booking seats, I want one of us to be sitting in front of. Rory yeah, yeah. and actually the suggestion you came back with me was Katrina how about we put two in one row and two in the front and that actually was super Yeah. because I was looking for three of us in one row and one in front but two and two was great yeah. because I could hop in then and sit with Clodagh for a little while yeah. and and equally Paddy came back to give me a break when we were coming home because Rory was a bit stressed coming home yeah. and he got in beside him um, but Frank walked us right up to the aircraft and um, you know uh, I had uh, my social story uh, put together for Rory which was a story about the steps as a, as a journey mm. through the airport um, and even down to the pictures of the aircraft Rory was pointing over at the Ryanair plane as we were walking on the tarmac so the whole preparation piece, it just it I was almost emotional. I yeah, had such a lump in my throat. Um we even stopped for a photo op on the staircase, I you know, I at the back. That. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, these are things that I thought we would never do, you know, yeah. never do. But I I suppose my point um with all of this big long preamble is ask for help. Yeah. Avail of every opportunity. I yeah. know there are many parents out there yeah. that will say, No, no, he has to queue up like everybody else and you know life isn't straightforward and you know this is important learning for him well you know what folks I would say this is a holiday for everybody and why put the additional stress on yourself Mm. of making your child who has huge issues with queuing or huge issues with crowds why can't you just make it easy for yourself? Yeah, it's you know, your holiday. Why why put that onus and responsibility on you? And, and you're standing from you what know, you're saying, the DAA, OCS and this lad, Frank, are really well trained to do this. This is what they want to do. They yeah. want you to have a great experience through their facility. Absolutely. They want you to not have the stress. And they, I think they want the buzz of mm. helping and Clodagh it's and Rory and having yeah. the golf buggy experience. You know, because I also like have to admit to a certain extent, like it was really, I felt really good in terms of, yeah, yeah it took more to time. To get positive but feedback. I felt, yeah, yeah, I felt, God, we're actually making a difference. We're mm. doing something, you know, Hugely. like the business day to day is, is the money side of the business and that's the numbers and mm. that's, that's what, but this was good, which mm. is more about kind of mm. why I'm keen that the industry embrace mm. something like this and do it in this sort of way. Mm. Yeah. I can't remember. Could we tell Ryanair or, or do they do they help or did you advise the crew? How you, did that work? You you don't have to. Yeah. But um, what we there was no we say direct way of saying that except for the fact that we had booked OCS. Yeah. Um, and that they represented you. So they were the ones that uh, could um, flag Speak it with the, the, check-in, the, the check in staff and then they and the boarding would, staff and then, probably then they told the to, to the to the crew as well. But the crew were super as well. Yeah. Um, you know, like they, they would say to you, um, is everything OK? You know, in a nice, discreet way, um, yeah. they didn't. Um, they were very much aware. It was obvious, obviously, that Rory had additional needs. And, and that's something as well that I spoke to you just before we came in. You know, a child with autism may have no physical. Absolutely. Sorry, I just yeah. hit them. It may have no physical outwardly signs that they have a disability. It's what known. It is what is known as a hidden disability. Um, but once he starts what they call stimming, which is waving his hands in the air or flicking his fingers or making audible sounds um, of high pitched screaming and whatever, you know, you'll see the heads turn or, mm. you know, if he goes to grab my hair and pull me down or have mm. me in a headlock, you know, <laughs> these lovely, you'll it's know. actually affection. But, you know, people become very much acutely aware. Yeah. Um, oh, right. OK, this the, the, yeah. there's an issue here. Um, but the staff never made us feel in any way. Oh, my God how are we going to manage this child or can we keep away from them I think even the conversation where I was saying how will he be on the aircraft Mm. and you saying 
oh, the way we'll definitely have to sit, we'll have to have somebody in front because it is very annoying for a passenger on an aircraft, whether it's a child with additional needs or any child or an adult thumping the seat yeah. behind yeah, you. Yeah. You know, like it, yeah. it, it, it really is a pet Opening egg. and closing the, so the tray did, top. Yeah, it, you did, know. it did kind of cover off on that. And I wasn't sure how the crew, how we were going to advise the crew because, yeah, you can advise crew in terms of access to the aircraft. But mm. beyond that, you don't want to. And there's also times when you don't want to draw unnecessary attention sure, so yeah. it's lovely to hear that the crew yeah. were because like the crew were trained to deal with all of yes. this yeah. and that they were yeah. you know discreet polite yeah. but, but helpful no fuss but you knew you could you know and they would just yeah. go it's okay yeah. it's okay you know yeah. they were there was never you know uh, yeah. I mean the funny story that I tell about coming home is that um, I was giving Rory a banana and like he was eating the banana, but he was very excited because we had to wait for half an hour on the tarmac before we took off. So okay. he was getting a bit fed up. He yeah. wanted the sensation of the plane lifting off. He was wondering why we weren't going. So, of course, then the banana was launched halfway <laughs> down the airplane, you know, and we we're all kind of going. And I could see Paddy just put his head down. He was sitting in front of us, you know, and I just went, carry on, you know, as normal. This happens all the time, you know. And it was only when he threw the empty plastic bottle of water again, three aisles down. I kind of just put my head down and went, oh. Lord, you know, I'm sorry, but I mean, what can you say? You know, it, yeah. it, these things happen. Um, but we, we got through the airport um, and as I keep stressing, people have got to ask for help because it will be so beneficial to you at yeah. the end of the day. You need that energy. Yeah. We got to the airport um, our bags came. We, the, the flight, we were very fortunate. Rory absolutely loved the whole airplane experience. And, and what is quite interesting is children with autism um, uh, they love to jump and they love the trampoline and a lot of kids get that um, sensory input from the trampoline. So the sense and the sensation of tearing down the tarmac at top speed and feeling the vibration of the plane is really positive for a child like Rory okay. for his needs because it shakes all his joints. He gets what they call proprioceptive input, believe it or not. There's a posh word for it. But he loves the vibration of the plane. He loved watching this, you know, the, the, the green fields yeah. of, of Dublin as you're taking off. He loved watching the other planes mooching around on, on, the, on yeah. the runways. And then all of a sudden this weightlessness as he lifted in the air and you know it's very difficult as a parent because you don't know how much does your child really understand but mm. the minute we lifted off he put his hand over to grab me and of course I kind of went he loves me <laughs> he wants me you know but it, you know it's it's fabulous and he was so excited and he leaned over into my arm and into my shoulder and I was going I know isn't it great Rory wow. it's so exciting so he was really quite intrigued yeah. you know and I had put together a few notes before coming about you know things to remember you know kind of your yeah. survival pack for the flight um, and um, you know I had you know snacks drinks you know the way you have restrictions with your liquids that yes. you can bring I discovered these like dilute my waddies in a tiny yeah. little 66 mil bottle that you can carry in oh, your hand brilliant. luggage yeah. mix it in with the water because away. Rory yeah. can drink lots of fluids then because he loves them um, you know getting him up for a movement break he loves being moving a bit restrictive when you're on a flight but mm. give him plenty of drinks he'll need to go to the loo you can yeah. bring him to the toilet it's a good way to get him up and moving uh, hopefully nobody's trying to snooze because he'll probably tap them on the head or give them an elbow on the way past but your survival pack is important for the flight as well. I had my social story. I had a few simple little jigsaws. Let's have a look, if we sure. can, at the social story. Because I didn't know about this. And mm -hmm. I think, because I was, my question was earlier, when did you tell Rory about the whole mm. day and how did you go about it? So can we, can we? Sure, well, a social story. A bit of time and, and, and that's actually a, another thing as well. If you go onto the airport website, um, uh, under the whole auspices of, of additional needs, they have maps of the airport. They have pictures of the airport yeah. uh, in PDF documents that parents can download. Uh, if they want to prepare their child. So Rory, as I said, he is nonverbal, but he's a huge visual learner. Yeah. So he recognizes we used um, pictures to communicate with Rory um, uh, the very first method we used for communication was called PEX picture um, exchange communication so Rory would take a picture like for example of this like of a car okay yeah. and he would pull this off and hand it to me and then he would tell me 
I want to go in the car, mommy. Okay, whereas now he uses an app on a phone to communicate with me and he's very adept and very skilled at asking for chips, burgers and ice cream. <laughs> so I, like I knew Rory was a real visual learner. So any parent with a child with additional needs, especially somebody who is nonverbal, um, will be familiar with the phenomenon of a social story, which I poo-pooed for many years until I actually had experience and saw how much it helped prepare Rory. So, um, you know, Paddy, my husband, has a great expression, you know, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Um, mm. And uh, that's with anything in life. But there is the additional stuff with the additional needs that you need to have it planned. So we put together a story about going on holidays. So planning for my holidays was called. OK, so I knew I had the background information. I knew that we were going with Ryanair. We were going to a sunny resort. So we started off at the very beginning with what he was going to need. Pictures of Dublin Airport. Yeah. I actually had planned on driving out to the airport and bringing him through so that he would see it as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, you know, pictures of the airport, you know, all very simple things that you just Google and, you know, print them off, put them into a booklet format. This was the famous Frankie, yes. who we had met when we were going to Paris as well. Um, and I must fess up and say Frankie and I had worked in a former life together. So I was very lucky to have him on both occasions. Um, but he worked with OCS and got us through. So I needed Rory to remember that somebody was going to be there to help us. Yeah. Um, and then obviously it was all about going through uh, the security checks and uh, drawing reference to the fact that things might be beeping, that yeah. you might have to be frisked down yeah. even though with the best will in the world you try and ensure that the child would have nothing on it that would trigger or alarm yeah. <laughs> but even because Rory would he's very impulsive so he would tear through the security check-in without yeah. kind of, you know when they wait and gesture you to call forward oh sure Rory had be gone through like you know uh, like no man's like a hare you know but even getting him to wait and practice waiting and then right Rory ready steady go and or give him a countdown because that would be a very much a cue for Rory. So we, we kind of went through all the stages of it. Um, and, uh, I, you know, we had down that we would put her stuff in the tray so he wouldn't get um, upset when he would see me putting his bag on a okay. tray okay. because he'd want to be pulling it off and taking it saying, that's mine kind of, you yeah. know, that, you know, we had flagged all of that with him and then going through the security. So it was a step by step. Now, some of these we didn't get to spend too long in because it was just really just to flag it with him. Yeah. Like we'd no interest in going through duty free. Yeah. The days of buying fags and booze are over, kind of, you know. Um, and then I wanted him to know that we probably would have to wait before we would yeah. get on the plane. Yeah. So boarding the plane, walking out on the tarmac, visual pictures of the yellow and blue of the Ryanair seat so that yeah. it will be recognisable for him as well. Yeah. Having to put on his seatbelt and then the plane taking off. Um, and then I just had a picture of a little boy sitting on the plane. Um, <laughs> but the carrot and the reward at the end was a picture of the resort we were staying in with the pool and a picture of him swimming. So as I had, for nearly two hours, I got this being tapped and tapped as if to say, are we there yet? Are we there yet, ma'am? You know, but it was, you know, really advantageous for us to have this both outbound and coming home as well yeah. uh, because the morning <coughs> we came home I had the suitcases lined up alongside the wall and I had this book out yeah. and Paddy had taken him out for a swim to the pool because we knew this would ground him and be lovely for him before we took off on the day yeah. um, and when we came in and I was drying him off and getting him dressed up he went over to the little table in the apartment and picked it up and pointed at the airplane to me. So and there I was said, an excitement. Yes, Rory. I said, you're right. We are going on the airplane today, but we have to wait. We have some hand gestures yeah. as well. We have to wait. And he was going, oh, yeah, airplane, airplane. Yeah. You know, if he could speak, this is what he would have said to yeah. me. So that was really key to the prep of him yeah. going in. And I had asked <coughs> the teachers in school to, I sent it into school so that the week in advance of him going on holidays, they would just take it out casually at yeah. the desk broach the whole subject with them of going through the airport and of course they're so experienced as well at talking through the story and it becomes nice and he's sitting looking at them as if to say mm, yeah airplane mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah you know so wow. it, it was good and really good again for us in the industry to know that you know we do our element mm -hmm. around yeah. the services the, the flights the transfers the accommodation and the parents are supplementing all of the preparation mm -hmm. with things like the social stories, because mm -hmm. I would never have seen a prop mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. And to me, then it, it kind of goes, OK, so he's going to be prepared for like, I know OCS are going to deal with it. I should have been thinking. And this is a point like 
Dublin airport are doing this, but I'm sure every airport yeah. has obligations and responsibilities for passengers mm. with additional needs. So every airport in or out is going to be able to provide these services, maybe not to the same extent or maybe not to the same level, but I should have thought of that. Yeah, so do that's we a need tick to box. ask? Yeah. That's a tick box for me in mm. terms of for future. Don't just think about the departure airport, think about the arrival airport. Mm. And I'm sure as well, the likes of Cork and Shannon Airport Without have, a doubt. Have, have exactly yeah. the same facilities. Yeah. So we're, yeah. we, we don't have to worry about the, the facility we're using. They're likely to have this. And again, it's going back to ask. Ask the question. Ask, you know, and I yeah. also like that reference you made to, to Paddy's line about, you know, prepare, prepare, prepare mm. or you know, know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It'll go down the tubes on you. So yeah. day to day, I guess the holiday was kind of a normal Connor family. Yeah, the holiday itself. Um, so the, the, the resort was lovely when we arrived. And yes, we had our ground floor apartment. It was super. The kids were so excited. We were so excited. Yeah. And actually, another point that um, when I had spoken to you about booking the holiday, we were going to book a transfer of a private cab to pick us up and bring us to yeah. the airport. And you said, look, would you not think about hiring a car, guys? You know, it was quite easy to drive, yada, yeah. yada, yada. And actually, it was super. It was perhaps the best idea. Now, I ended up doing the driving, which I wasn't too happy about. But anyway, there was abdication of responsibility there. Anyway, um, that was and a my bit, reason for doing that was cost. Uh, well, cost and yeah. cost benefit and control because it was fab. You know, yeah, you can you can you can have cues with transfers. You can have cues with Carhartt. But I kind of felt if it's you lot together as a family yeah. for the transfer, it'll be easier in terms of comms. Yeah. And the cost of the car hire for the week is more or less the cost of the transfer. Absolutely. And yeah. the car, I would regularly hire a car and it wouldn't move from my property, but at least it's at the door in case I have a bad weather day, yeah. need to go shopping yeah. or need to find something else to, else do. to do. You know, yeah. so it from was, that point of view. It was actually <laughs> great. And I mean, that will be a huge anxiety piece that a lot of parents would have in relation to going on holidays because yeah. you're stuck in the one place. Yeah. And, you know, if your child has gone off the wall and having what is described often as a meltdown yeah. and you just want to get out of town or go somewhere mm. else, you know, what are you going to do? So we had the flexibility of the car. Yeah. So when you ask me what was our day-to-day -day Connor holiday like, we got up in the morning, the weather was warm, it wasn't particularly sunny, which was fine because, you know, we weren't going to be out with our Factor 50 on grilling ourselves and turning yeah. over on, uh, by the pool. But what we did was we would plan a day and say, mm, you know what, tomorrow maybe uh, we might go to the beach in the morning um, and or we might because we, as you said, we went to Alcudio, maybe we'll go into the old town and have a look mm. around. And just something to make uh, to go back on what you said there is when you get to the resort. Um, speak to the staff in the hotel yeah. and flag yeah. it with them. And I did that because Rory is incontinent at night, so he wets the bed every night. Whilst I had brought yeah. uh, mattress protectors and pillow protectors with me, there was huge additional laundry. Yeah. And I went over one day to get coins for the laundry machines to wash the sheets, at which the woman behind reception said, what are you doing washing laundry? Madam, you're on your holidays. And I said, I know, but the, you know, there's no laundry facility on a Wednesday or whatever, which, when I had read. And, and she said, You've told me that within an hour they had dropped down additional sheets and bed linen. Wow. And I just kind of went, do you know what? That's really nice. That's understanding. Yeah. And then I went back to the same woman because, again, you build up a relationship with somebody. And I said, could you just is there a nice beach somewhere nearby or is there, you know, I don't want to go to the market on the Saturday or the Sunday morning because it's going to be manic and it's yeah. going to be busy and Rory's not going to manage it. She took her time. She took out a map. You know, and it's it's as you said, it's all about the communication piece. Yeah. And she made um those couple of day trips out. Um and so having the car hire meant that we could go to maybe far off beaches mm. that were less packed. Yeah. That, you know, when Rory decided that he wanted to strip off naked, oh sorry, that when he decided he wanted to strip off naked, it was absolutely fine because there was very little people around. Yeah, and yeah. we weren't embarrassed and you could get in and, yeah. and do that. Yeah. And after half an hour when he'd had enough, well then we said, okay, we pack up again yeah, and we get but well, we just got into the car. It just we gave you more to, control. We went to the aquarium yes. in Palma. Oh my God. It was breathtaking. I, I actually was emotional there because both of the children, we were all entranced with it. But even, 
you know, when we went up to pay and uh, we went around the side and Rory was so excited because he'd got out of the car and he could have a little run because, again, that's yeah. the impulsivity in his behaviour. And he ran around and, of course, you know, they get you to pose for the family photograph yeah. on the way in. And we were like, you know, four, I don't know what, but like, you know, we were trying to make it as much crack as possible for yeah. the kids. And Paddy was doing a bit of, you know, John Travolta poses yeah. and Claude was saying, oh, you're so embarrassing. And sure, poor Rory just loved it because no. the next minute he discovered there was like a, a water pond that of course he thought he could get into but you know uh. to go around and watch them mesmerised looking at the underwater fish and the sea life and like, there are things we couldn't have done without the benefit of the car as well yeah. so that was a really good call so we really good, good call. learnings and we probably need to kind of wrap it up in terms of pulling all of this together and from 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 one of the call outs I'm saying is that the people who are providing the service be it the travel agent be it the person at the airport be it the crew you know, the people in reception at the hotel yeah. or the guys in the ice cream queue in Clontarf. Yeah. If people know, they the, the kind of nicer side of them can come out and come to the fore. So mm. it's again, the ask for help. So let's pull it together in terms of your top suggestions for parents in a similar situation yes. to you planning a holiday or thinking about a holiday. What should they do? Ask for help. Yep. Is the key, key message about it. Consider, sit down, I know it sounds like you're project managing it, but you have to project yep. manage yeah. it. Um, consider what you want out of the holiday. Consider your resort. Consider the time of year you're traveling at. You know, make these decisions before you go for help. So have some kind of a little bit of groundwork done yourself mm. before you go to a travel agent. Um, identify your biggest priorities for the holiday. Try and decide what you all your expectations are of the holiday. You can have two people in the room that are poles apart on what they're thinking, um, you know, uh, of what they want from the holiday. Mm. So decide what type of a holiday you want Um, make sure that you get a reputable, good travel agent that can Mm. guide you. Do not take offence at anything they ask. Try and give them as much information as possible. So a keynote is communication. Mm. I mean, it is of paramount importance that you as a parent give as much information as possible to your travel agent because they will do their very best to try mm. and match it. Mm. There is no miracle cure for autism. Yeah. There is no miracle tablet. There is no miracle answer to all of your needs. But if you can eliminate the potential risks and stresses for mm. you on your holiday, try and set yourself up for success, not for failure. I think I think that is just brilliant advice. Um, I'm hoping what we can do is use this in the Irish Travel Agent Association, in the industry in general, to raise the awareness as to how the process works and what we can do. I'm hoping we can kind of calm down the risk, legal and insurance people in terms of what we do, because I think there's just massive benefit in all of us getting off the island, in all Mm. of us having a holiday, irrespective of what Mm. needs we have. And I want to say a huge thank you to you, to Paddy, to Rory and to Cloda for sharing the story with us, because it is just brilliant. It's like goosebumps. It is pure goosebumps, Katrina. And it is massively beneficial for us to know, because I think then we can do something. Mm-hmm. And that's the good bit. Everything is possible. Thank you very much. 